Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is a very special uh, segment of Central Texas Life, the podcast, because we're talking about June 18th event. It is celebrating Juneteenth. And here to tell us more are about this 10th annual mm-hmm. Juneteenth celebration, it's the Family Fun Day at uh, Brazos, are Sophia Strother and John Bible. Now, John is the president and CEO of the Syntex African American Chamber of Commerce. Very glad to have you here. And Sophia is the owner and CEO at L2E Industries, LLC. <laughs> Learn to exhale. Yes, you that's remember. What that, yeah. That's what that means. <laughs> Sophia, you are just, you, you got you got your fingers in so many different things. Mm. So much good stuff that you're busy doing. But this is kind of exciting because, John, as you were telling me earlier, this is the first time two big Juneteenth events have combined for one mega event. Absolutely. Uh, I've been knowing Sophia. It's been about 15 years yeah. I've met her uh, for the first time and. I hadn't seen her in a while, but out of the blue, she could, gave me a call and said, I got a great idea, and I think we should partner on the Juneteenth uh, uh, celebration uh, this year. And we've tried in the past, the Syntax African-American Chamber of Commerce, uh, her organization, as well as 94.5 The Beat, uh, to do something together, but uh, creative differences, those kind of things were involved. But uh, this year, uh, we sat down and made it work. And so we're absolutely excited. Yeah. Well, that's great. And this is going to involve uh, the parade. And then, of course, the family fun day. Yeah. Just got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, we're we're really ecstatic um, with EDKC being, this is the 10th year to really kind of maintain this tradition and really be a flagship alongside the parade for Waco. Mm-hmm. Um, it is currently the largest Juneteenth uh, celebration in 200 mile radius. And so um, that is something that Wacoans can be very proud of. Um, but again, in being able to collaborate with all of the organizations, we also are doing our Juneteenth, Mr. and Mrs. Juneteenth scholarship pageant on Friday. Right. Um, and that is actually partially sponsored by Baylor. It's going to be on Baylor University campus, um, Ascension, um, Providence also supported us in that and Creative Waco. And so just some great entities coming together to make sure that we can give out over $5,000 in scholarships. That was really the reason why we birthed Juneteenth Family Fund Day is we really wanted it to, to be more than just a day and be able to really sow into the next generation. And so we'll do that on Friday. And then Saturday morning, we kick off the day with the parade, um, which is just a lot of Waco pride um, marching down those streets. And then everybody kind of comes over um, to what we have is called our, our Juneteenth show car show off. Oh, and that's so, going to be fun. Yeah. If you have a custom car, or a classic car, you can come on through, um, put in your bid for, you know, to get the most popular car out there or, 
or at least win a couple two three dollars because um, you can win that distinction in those categories and then people stay um, for a huge kid zone that we'll have we have a community zone a new feature will be the education zone um, and the chamber helped alongside Baylor University bring that to life um, and we have some great national um, entertainment that is coming through with Tony 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 which they're a Grammy artists um, as well as Michelle and we have um, Big Rob who does a little bit of blues. So it'll be oh. a really, really nice um, extension, almost like Braz's Night. So it's going to be Yeah, great entertainment. Uh, the actual observance of Juneteenth is Sunday, the 19th. Absolutely. Yes. So this is like a whole weekend of celebrating. Well, John, let's talk, in case somebody doesn't know what Juneteenth is, it's a really a kind of a quintessentially Texas thing that is now a, a national holiday. Uh, it started back in 1863, where the Emancipation Proclamation uh, practically freed uh, slaves in the United States. However, uh, Confederate uh, uh, laws and things kind of uh, dictated uh, that information getting to Texas. And so it wasn't until two and a half years later before slave uh, uh, African Americans that was enslaved in Texas received that news that they were free. So June 19th, 1865 was that day uh, in Galveston where uh, Union soldiers came and delivered that news. And ever since then, it's been part of our culture and heritage to celebrate that day. Um, 1980, it became a state holiday in Texas. Mm -hmm. Right. But Last year, of course, it became a federal holiday, and so it gives cause for everyone to celebrate. Yeah, it, it kind of brings focus on, on Texas mm -hmm. celebrations, mm -hmm. because when that news came back in 1865, the people prayed, they ate wonderful food. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was truly a, a celebration, but it was the culmination of lots of prayer to be freed. I mean, it, it really it was a significant spiritual Absolutely. holiday, I guess is what I'm trying Absolutely. to say. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of prayer, but then there was a lot of sacrifice. You know, oh, that yeah. there was a lot of unnamed people that we'll never know about that fall on both ends for the legislative win um, and just period for all of the thousands of lives that have been lost up until that point. And we still, you know, we're hundreds plus years out and still there's still work to do. Um, and so again, we want to forever keep that in the forefront. Yes, it's a celebration, but it's also a call to action that we are yet still in this fight for our freedom and emancipation. And so again, I'm just really excited that we were able to bring um, the culture necessary and the attention. One of the things when we first embarked was, I remember I used to say, why don't we have like a huge celebration for us? Like mm -hmm. it's Cinco de Mayo is huge, yeah. you know, like you got 4th of July, which is technically not our independence, but we celebrated alongside uh, everybody and it's huge. Then it comes to us and it's like, eh. You know, it was like, eh, a little bit. And I said, why don't we partner? And that's one, at, at the time it was 104.9 The Beat. They've since changed to 94.5 The Beat. But going to them and say, hey, look, I got the community piece. You know, I have the nonprofit. I work the community. At the time I was an ambassador for the Greater Waco Chamber as well. And I was like, listen, I'm the only African-American uh, ambassador even with the chamber. Like, let's do, uh, let's go out here. And we did our first one at Heritage Square in front of the chamber. They were very, very supportive in wanting to bring that attention and highlight, 
you know, mm-hmm. for us to have a celebration. Right. And the first year was 4,500 people in Heritage Square coming out to celebrate. That tells you. 4,500. Right it was hot, nonstop, yeah. with no shade. There is no shade at Heritage <laughs> Square. Real no. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And the yeah. next year it was 6,000 people. Yeah, and, imagine how hot it was in Galveston. Yes, that part. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we've moved it to Brazos Park East, which has been a great partnership with the city of Waco to allow us to have that space yeah. and to just have so much beautiful scenery oh, and a beautiful so celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just excited that Ascension Providence made it possible for us to do this event free again. And that's really been a hallmark for us. We haven't been able to do that for the last five years. And so going back to that space where we can offer this entertainment, which is top-notch yeah. concert-level oh, entertainment yeah. for free for the entire family is just amazing. So should people bring lawn chairs, kind of bring their blankets or whatever to sit on yes. and enjoy? Yes. I mean, You want to bring your lawn chairs, blankets. Um, it, again, no tents are allowed just because we want to make sure everybody's able to access the stage see, yeah, um, right. mm-hmm, and be able to see. Um, but just like any outdoor event, um, just bring all of that to be comfortable. We do have shuttles that are running, especially for those that may be handicapped um, or have a, a potential disability. So we have shuttles that will be running consistently the entire time to help with mobility. Um, and then we will have a medical tent there as well for anybody just in case and a hydration station. Yeah. Yeah. John, just your thoughts on uh, finally getting the, the parade element combined with the festival, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the parade. Where will it start? Who all, how do you get involved in that? Well, I remember uh, I became uh, a board member with the chamber in 2008. And I remember a time where there were possibly a hundred participants in the parade and maybe about 100 to 200 people that actually saw the parade. Mm-hmm. And so over the last couple of years, the environment has changed dramatically uh, with a lot of things that was going on with the George Floyd situation. Uh, people willing to listen to a lot of the things that African-Americans were saying for a very, very long time. And so the last couple of years, the parade has has grown and evolved so much. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh Participants, uh, people that were never involved in the parade, organizations, institutions, uh, Baylor, the, all the chambers, everyone has has really found that unity with one another and, and, and come together to create what we've always wanted to see. And that's this multicultural celebration of something that was a, a changed America uh, you know, in the in the past hundreds and hundreds of years. So uh, the parade starts at Heritage Square, a historical site where we know in Waco, Texas. Uh, it goes across the bridge. Mm-hmm. We may have to take a detour uh, on MLK simply because uh, normally our route goes down Elm, but there's construction along that way. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on in Waco. Yeah. And so we'll take a detour on MLK uh, to Bridge Street, and then we'll get back on Elm all the way to the historic uh, Paul Quinn College, where we will end the parade. So uh, we're excited. I think we have over, last year was over 500 participants in the parade, and over thousands of people uh, had the opportunity to see that. So uh, it has invo- evolved, and, and we're just excited to not only have that parade, but even bridge that that time uh, that was, 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 uh, was not filled when it came to Sophia and everything that they were doing. So now it's not only the parade, it's just a, a festival all day long where people can mm-hmm. come and enjoy. So, And what and what time does the parade start? 
The parade kicks off at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Okay. Yeah. And so go. if you want to be part of the parade, mm-hmm. uh, uh, contact uh, the chamber office or email us at info at syntexchamber.com. Yeah. Now, like is, that, is that free or is there an entry uh, charge for that? Or? 35 uh, for members of okay. the chamber. Uh-huh. And then it's $50 for anyone else that okay, wants to good. be a part of it. So, yeah. Good. But Very to good. watch it is free. <laughs> Always. All right. When we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more about both John and Sophia and uh, kind of recap what we need to know on this uh, big June 18th event coming up so you stay with us. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. <laughs> hey y'all, I'm April. Hi, I'm Caroline. And we have a new podcast for you. What's it called, Caroline? A uh, bloody happy hour. It's going to be your new favorite guilty pleasure. We're going to talk about some bloody stuff. Serial killers, true crime, rape, <laughs> rapists. Why not join us? We'll have a good time. You literally never know. I don't know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Bloody happy hour. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, Do you mean, could it be? The The Poltergeist. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, 
we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. And welcome back to Central Texas Live. We are talking about Juneteenth. It's June 18th. 2022 it's going to be a huge huge festival yes and a celebration of what juneteenth means john bible sophia strother here and and it's just it makes my heart just happy to hear about how it is such an inclusive um, unifying right thing that's exactly what uh, we wanted to see. Uh-huh. Uh, we wanted to see, and uh, normally it has been a uh, historically been a, a, a African American celebration, uh, but you're talking about an event that not only affected the lives of African Americans in America, but you're talking about changed America and uh, and the direction that America was 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 going. Uh, it, it's special. It's special, and it's worth celebrating. It's independence. It's not. It's the second independence. Right. in america and so that means that it should be celebrated by everyone and so that's what we see and that's what we wanted to do and that's what we wanted to bring to our community here in waco we wanted to bring that multicultural uh celebration that everyone can be proud that uh these things have happened and that we are capable of, of coming together and being uh, one nation like we should yeah sophia we have spoken before on this podcast about all the work you do. Uh, so I kind of want to just take a little brief detour and kind of catch up mm-hmm. with, with what all is going on with uh, the, the efforts that you have going on to make the community better. Well, my continued passion um, and desire to educate around human trafficking, domestic violence, and sexual assault is ever-present. I was honored uh, a few weeks ago to have the Office of the Attorney General actually recognize survivors, which is the first time that that had been done um, at the Capitol. And so making sure that that voice um, is being heard for so many whispers that are still yet in Central Texas um, that have been victimized, um, let them know that there's hope, that they can go from trauma to triumph. And that's really the message in all of the ventures that I do in the community, thus Juneteenth Family Fund Day. We utilize that platform because the highest at risk are African-American women. Um, And so what a better platform than when I have kind of this um, stable and consistent audience that are there for hours, I can interject messages and give resources when it comes to domestic violence, how you can get help. Um, if you are if you see the signs of human trafficking, where to report and how to get that information. And so we utilize this platform, too, to make sure that that most vulnerable population is getting access to resources they so desperately need. Yeah, there's so, there's so much education that needs mm-hmm. to be done. Uh, I know one of the one of the the phrases I noticed in your material that I that I was looking at was you know in hidden in plain sight. Yes, 
Oh yes, I I, I had a, a trip to the the Museum of Modern Day Slavery that is um, hosted by Elijah Rising in Houston several years ago. Um, after speaking at the DFPS Human Trafficking Summit, and I was I was actually excited to go because I really wanted to find a place that has the story um, of those that have those of us that have been trafficked. And so when you go in there and there was no representation at all of the most egregious form of human trafficking, which was a transatlantic slave trade that led here to America, that was sexual and labor trafficking that took place for over 400 years. And there was nothing in there but some chain on a ball on the ground. And I was like, this is all we got? This is it? This is it? So that's what um, uh, prompted me to write that op-ed about um, invisible in plain sight. And even more so, even when it comes to all these different layers that I just talked about, the statistics are normally with juveniles were more than 50% um, of the victims and as adults about 40%, but yet when it comes to representation or seeing survivors that are healthy enough that want to be out front, because everybody doesn't want to, and, and I get that, um, but if I need to be one of those voices so that other little girls and young boys can see, okay, I can get out. What my perpetrator is telling me is not true. I will be somebody. I can be successful in my own right, and those were the words that I had to constantly try try to fight back my own self. And so between this venture or my philanthropy with Meraki Medical Associates right. mm -hmm. on last year, just any little piece that I get, it's really for me more spiritual. You know, I just feel an obligation that I made it. And so how can I now, you know, shed that same inspiration and hope? You have been so transparent yeah. mm -hmm. in telling your story about yeah. how you yourself are a survivor. Yes, I have. And I think it's relevant. I know some people um, say, how can you like relive that um, portion yeah. of my life? But well, for so many years um, after being trafficked by my mother um, and sexually assaulted by my father, I lied about that truth because I didn't want to believe that, that I endured that or I felt as though I was to blame for it. And it took me until I was really in my mid-30s to realize that my name is not currency. I'm not a transaction. It's actually not my fault that some of the decisions, even as an adult, I made in a hurt place and that's okay. And how do I move forward with accountability for my own self now and where I'm at? And I think that's sometimes what some survivors miss is that there has to come a time we have to take accountability for where we are now and not constantly look for validation um, from what happened in the past because we may not get that. Um, and so that's why I continue to be transparent so that they know they're not alone. Um, that that shame and guilt that you felt is not new. I mean, we've all been there, um, but that you can be in your own right successful without that burden being carried everywhere you go. Well, you are uber successful. <laughs> <laughs> John, let's talk about this in Texas, African-American Chamber of Commerce. Are, are you seeing more and more um, African-American black owned businesses coming yeah, in? You know, uh, the way Waco is growing is, is phenomenal over the last five years. Yeah, oh, it's uh, and, really... And, and, and yeah. We definitely uh, see the change when it comes to uh, Magnolia and their success mm -hmm. and, and, and Baylor and, and winning. Uh, when I was going to school in Baylor, uh, we didn't win as much as, as we are <laughs> it now. It wasn't nearly as much no, fun to go to the football. We were trying to give <laughs> tickets away back then. I agree then. with Now we I can't get a ticket. You, know? you were going, well, how bad are we going to be? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Until... Like it's you know, a real I prayer. expect to win this yeah, game. It's you a real know, it, is, now. It, it is a mindset, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and so you see you see that 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 growth in, in our community, but yeah. at the same time when 
uh, a place is growing at that rapid speed, you have to be very careful that uh, there are adverse effects to certain communities, certain yeah. parts of the community when it comes to uh, businesses, when it comes to uh, residents. All those things we have to be uh, uh, attentive to to make sure that there's no displacement. You know, right. there's no one that left behind with all the prosperity that is going on. And so that's the fight that the chamber have. Uh, our emphasis is, of course, the business community, but always uh, emphasis on uh, black owned businesses. Uh, and uh, our black community as well, plus our small businesses, which is the backbone of our community. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we are creating uh, many programs and initiatives to make sure we address those things. We've created an equity fund that addresses the hardships of accessing capital for small businesses, especially minority businesses. We have contracting roundtables uh, that have us uh, give us the opportunity to build relationships with minority contractors and uh, general contractors and people that are working on certain projects here in Waco. So uh, I, we just have to be aware of all the changes that's going on and make sure that it's all inclusive. We don't want to be just here, but we want to be included in everything that is going on. And so the chamber is there to ensure that these things are, are equitable and are happening like they should. Yeah, not to put you on the spot, sure. but but I will. <laughs> yeah, can you think of anybody that really kind of rises to the top as a as a great success story? Uh, the the, the first person I think to, uh, think about is Waffle Chick Shamika. I Evans. was thinking of her too. Absolutely. We yeah. I met uh, Shamika about three years ago when she was using the kitchen uh, kitchen of a nonprofit and was was trying to had this dream and had this this goal that she wanted to have a food truck and be. Uh, one of the successful uh, food truck owners here in, in Waco, Texas. And uh, from there, she utilized exactly what uh, was here, uh, what we are here for, and that's to provide the resources and necessary uh, avenues to create business success. And so uh, she was part of the chamber. She was part of the programs that we participated in. Uh, she utilized the ecosystem with other nonprofits and other successful uh, organizations around here. And she did all she could. And now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, she had a chance to show off her her new food truck. And it is absolutely <laughs> fabulous. It is sensational. And so to watch her go from here mm -hmm. to there is, is absolutely amazing. But that just shows you. As a business owner and as an entrepreneur, you're not here in this community by yourself. You have help. You have organizations that can help get you to that successful point and, and achieve whatever dream that you have. And so the chamber is there and all these other organizations. We just have to go and and, and, and exert the energy uh, and reach out to those that are, are set up to help us. I'm so glad you told her story because, I mean, that was, she's the one that, that came to mind. Put you on the spot now, Sophie. I don't know. We have the king and queen, and and you've given these scholarships. I mean, anybody you can think of that kind of comes to mind that that has just really kind of stood out. That's that's been honored in that way. Well, I I, I hate to deviate a little bit in regards to wanting to really call attention to Ashley Stone. Um, she's with, uh, she's the owner and founder of Footprints Dance Company. And um, she's a young lady that's also an entrepreneur here. She was uh, also known as Ashley Royal prior to her getting married. Um, and I talk about her because she's actually the chair of that Mr. and Mrs. Oh, Juneteenth okay. scholarship pageant. Mm -hmm. And she came on board working with me with Juneteenth Family Fun Day. And then the next year, because I saw how great she was with youth, I saw her passion um, 
um, and drive. We made her the chair in uh, 2018. That's when we started to go ahead and branch out into the two days. And I just want to actually just acknowledge her passion as a young lady um, to really go out here and make this the third annual, even pushing through in the midst of COVID um, to host this event and being able to be responsible for seeing so many young people receive scholarships and go to um, go to go on to college, excuse me, in McLennan County. It's just worth talking about. And again, another one of those stories where you have these young people um, that have a dream. She had a right. dream to have a dance company, but then that dance company, which she's still very successful in doing, <clears throat> excuse me, has matriculated now to where now she's sowing seeds to the next generation, not just through performing arts, but also helping with their academics. Um, and I just think that's a wonderful pedigree of what Waco wins can do. And so that's why I definitely wanted to mention her because she puts it all, she puts her all into wanting this to be a success. And she's mm -hmm. a member of the chamber as well. Mm -hmm. So that just shows you mm -hmm. that connection with community is vital. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're yeah. a business owner, you need that. Yes. Yeah, networking is, is really, yeah, so crucial you've done this before okay yes <laughs> but i uh -oh. i like to end uh -oh. these visits it's uh -oh. a little questionnaire yeah. <laughs> you good, you good. Uh, similar to the one the late great james lipton mm -hmm. used on inside the actor's studio and uh, i have slept since you gave me your answer so <laughs> your answers will all be new to me they'll be fresh <laughs> yes they'll be fresh it's been but over a year we'll kind of alternate um so we'll start with john what is your favorite word my favorite word, right, my favorite word right now is equitable. Good. Yeah. Do you have a least favorite word? Division. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's very good. Um, what turns you on? I'll ask both of you. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh, that's good. Um, I just recently... Um, co-wrote a movie script with my daughter and oh. called Love You to the Moon. And we did casting calls here and we filmed um, right outside of Waco and just went through the whole process. And I got such a high from the creative process, doing that with my daughter and being able to, it's really telling my story too, but in a very positive, inspirational way. And just the whole how you network and all the people that you pull in and being able to get to the finished product is, um, it's actually very enlightening and fulfilling to me personally, but also spiritually because I'm still able to have my purpose and testimony be told, but just in a way that I'm choosing to do it. So that's been something very, very high for me. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I would say for me is, uh, being able to serve, being in a capacity where you can serve others. Mm -hmm. uh, I, like I said, I've been a financial advisor for a very long time, and it was always about what could I do to build myself, my business, that kind of thing. But now being the president of the chamber, I have the opportunity to serve others, and it just feels so much so much greater uh, mm -hmm. to wake up every morning knowing that you have a, a true purpose, and it's not about yourself. Uh, there's a scripture that I keep with me from a business standpoint. It says, let no man seek his own, but every man another man's wealth. You know, that means another man's well-being. And so that is our purpose in life is to serve. And so when I think about that, those are the things that uh, I can smile now knowing that I'm in that space where I can do that and, and, and live up to that. Conversely, what turns you off creatively or spiritually or emotionally? 
I think um, what's turning me off right now is just this constant reflection of the division that's so prevalent um, with what just happened in Buffalo. And, you know, my daughter coming to me, my 17-year-old, and I have no positive outlook. I'm, I'm literally telling her we're reliving the 50s. I mean, it's I never thought that history would actually come off of the pages. Um, but that constant heavy that, do I have to be concerned about going to the grocery store now? Yeah. Well, it's like, and this is not the first time we've been targeted at a grocery store. It's happened a couple years ago too at a Kroger's, but like, it's just like, it's constantly something, another, like I just want to exist and not have to exist and be concerned because the hue or my pigment is going to set somebody off. And that's yeah. the constant burden that we carry as people of color. And I think that's the, I think the biggest heartbreak um, spiritually, personally, just all the way around for me is that heavy that there's no real resolve. Yeah. It's about, it's about unity. I think if we truly understand what unity meant, all means, uh, I think we can do so much more. Uh, just the example that we're setting right now with the Juneteenth uh, celebration, uh, Sophia is successful in her own space. You know, she can continue to be successful in what she's doing. She has been successful. We've been successful over the last couple of years uh, with the parade and the things that we're doing at the chamber. But how much more can we accomplish when we bring that success together? Oh, amen. And, and what unity really looks like. Mm -hmm. And that's what the example that we want to share with everyone today and let them know the greatness that comes when you work together the right way. That's right. Yeah. Preach on. Right. <laughs> what is that what is your, love what awesome. Is your, what's, your, what's your favorite sound? I was listening um, to the symphony on my way in, and um, I just love to be kind of transposed into time listening to the orchestra mm -hmm. and, and, and very famous Renaissance symphonies. Um, and so that is really my sound is just kind of being transcended into time. It can do that. Yeah. yeah. Music yeah. can do that. Oh, yeah. I just like sounds of happiness. Anything that feels happy, it makes me feel good inside. Uh -huh. That's what I like. Well, you to got hear. several children. Yeah, I, have, I, got children I bet their like laughter when, can when always. They're, when they're doing what they're supposed to, that's the sound of happiness. <laughs> that's the key. That's, 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 that's the sound of happiness. That's right. <laughs> so your least favorite sound right, is when they're not doing what they're supposed to. Yeah, that part. Uh, okay, what other profession would you have liked to try? I would love to be Anthony Bourdain. I would love <laughs> to travel and um, experience culture and food through mm. the lens of my life, um, which I feel like everybody's lived experience really um, predicts how they're interpret interpret, excuse me, culture and food and, and things of that nature. And so that's always been um, a venture of mine that I will pursue is I just would love to travel and enjoy culture and food. Very wow. good. Uh, I'm a sports guy, so uh, I love sports. <laughs> uh, I was a teacher uh, in my mid-20s, and so I, I did a little coaching. So if I could see myself doing anything different, it would be coaching maybe on a professional level. Really? I would love to, like, to like really motivate and, and really be the leader of men uh, at this time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that is good. good. So what do you know you would not want to do <laughs> professionally? <laughs> I would not want to be... 
um, the people in New York that work down in the subways that have to clean out. <laughs> I'm from the East Coast. Somebody's right? so got to do it. Somebody's enough. got to do that job, and it just can't be me. Yeah. It just can't be yeah. me down there working that septic sewer area in New York. But you appreciate them. Yeah. I appreciate them all. I really do. That's how I know they even exist. Some people don't even know they're yeah, down that's there. That's true. Um, but that's the job I couldn't do. So I'll continue to salute them all the while. Right now, for me, it would be construction. I mean, oh, I, yeah. you know, I not in Texas. I could not do construction <laughs> in Texas. I applaud them oh, yeah. out there each and every day mm. building these pretty highways for and us. Right, and the highway workers yeah, can and you imagine? roofers. Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine what That's they're going through? So uh, yeah. I'll pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Finally, what do you want to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? <laughs> Well done, my good and faithful servant. Absolutely. Well That's done, it. my Bottom good line. and faithful servant. That That's means all I, I need. That means I got to go. Nah, just give me my crown. I need my crown after that. <laughs> I go through the gates. I sleep on the corner. You don't even need to give me my own. Yeah, you got a mansion up there. You got a mansion up there. Well, let's uh, recap about the parade, the Juneteenth parade. This is all happening on Saturday, June 18th. Yes, June 18th kicks off at 10 a.m. at Heritage Square if you're part of the parade. If not, any uh, anyone can line up along the route uh, from uh, the bridge, from the bridge to um, MLK to Elm Street. So all the way to Park Lane Campus. So. Very good. And then family. Family Fun, fun Day. Day. Yes, is yes. happening. Yes, so we have at 1 o'clock, the gates will open okay. um, at the main entrance to where if you want to come and um, take part in the car show off, even if it's just as a spectator, that is free as well. Um, or if you want to actually put your car in, it's only $50, and you can go to Syntex Chamber. I guess Chamber. it could be in the parade. Yeah, yeah, it can be in the parade, yeah. and then you can enter into yeah. the June show off and maybe win a couple yeah. dollars. Well, that's go. where it came from. The idea came from right. the the Juneteenth parade where yeah. a lot of a lot of participants just want to show off their car. Yeah. They join the parade just to show their car. So now we give them an opportunity to really show their car off <laughs> yeah. for an opportunity to win some some little, money. Some little money. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the People's Choice Award. Mm -hmm. um, and so that kicks off. That's from one to three. And then um, live music at for the Juneteenth Festival starts at 4 p.m. And then we have live music all the way until 10 o'clock. Lots of great food. And oh, yeah. So we have some yeah. great um Carla's coming with um, Boardwalk, uh, Elmont Boardwalk, and we have Medea Soul Food that'll be there, Kona Ice, and so there's several. Um, we have the Dr. Pepper Museum, which is their first time actually Good. participating, so we're excited that they'll be out. We have Magnolia coming. Everybody's getting fresh home-baked cookies. <laughs> I mean, you know, so we have um, some great treats um, for people, and, and especially a lot to do for the kids and, and teenagers, and so I wanted to just make sure that there was a space for both of them. Oh, yeah, make that migration from the parade on over to that Brazos East yeah. Park and enjoy some fun th some fun times together yes. with family. Oh, it's it's going to be a great day. And yeah. thank you both for your leadership Absolutely. and and uh, in working to make this become a reality. And yeah. uh, it's going to be a wonderful day. Thank you so much, John. Absolutely. Thank Sophia, you. Sophia, love you, love you guys. I love yeah. you too, sweetie. Yeah. Thank you for being with us. And join us again next time for Central Texas Life. Bye-bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.